Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show on today, Monday, June 6, 2022, where Filthy Four Daily takes place. But first, on this fine afternoon, I present to you a whale of a tale. Lunch with a buffoon, a daring task, but it won't be the last. A man of diminutive size searching the menu looking to gain. I saw the look in his eyes. Then what I heard next was pure pain. The words were overly done yet rare, now seared onto my brain. I gave a blank stare as my ears couldn't believe what had came. Some say it's just meat and potatoes, but at the end of the night, I'm not concerned with labels. Brian, just don't be afraid of steak frights. Bro, I am speaking, of course, of the main course, of course, Brian Alvarez. Now my headache's back. What the fuck's up with your hair, by the way? What is that? Pompadour. (laughs) What is that? It's a pompadour. Did you do that on purpose or just... It's my fucking hair looks like, buddy. Back off. Wow. Look at yours. You still got that damn, there's something about Mary look going on with the, you got the spunk in the front. Excuse me. (laughs) You heard me. Please. Spunk in the front, business in the back. Wow. So. And what the hell last? Yes. Hey. Last Monday, you were here in Las Vegas, Brian, so we didn't do a show. It's true. But at this very time. Well, we may have been at the pool, but prior to that, we went to lunch at the Ellis Island Casino, did we not? I don't know. Is that where we went? I don't remember. That is where we went. And uh, we're taking a look at the menu. I said, Brian, what what are you thinking on this fine night that you'd like to bite? And you said, well, I usually eat steak, but I don't know about this steak fright. Yeah. Steak frite. Steak frite. It is French. It's a French dish. It is steak and French fries, Brian. Now, I would expect a man who's, you know. Mexican? Well, I don't know. It's not like you're a shut-in. You've been exposed to many people. You claim you eat steak virtually every meal. Is that not true? I never claimed that. But you've never heard of steak frite? You've never seen this on the menu before. And then, then to top it off, in true Welverez fashion, you had to argue with me. You had to argue with a man who is married to a French woman, a man whose children are at this very moment in France. You had to argue with me and say, no, it's not steak free. It says steak frights. Brian, I ask you this. What are you so afraid of? Bro, I ask you this. What the fuck life do you live where you've been waiting a week to do a fucking four minute and 19 second bit about how I mispronounced a fucking word? What are you, one of my eggs on Twitter? Who could possibly give a fuck? 
I was one second off. Jesus. I'll tell you what kind of man. A man that gets paid to do this show every Monday. Yeah. With you. thinking that. With you. Every single Monday. So what else are we to talk about? It's not like we're around each other all that often. We went to lunch. Well, I mean, we could talk about how, you know, we went and, and hung out at your house and and then went to the pool and I got to meet your children and somehow I didn't give everybody COVID. I mean, there's actually a lot to talk about besides a singular mispronunciation. How about when the person you were recognized at the at uh, said lunch? How about that? Why don't you talk about that story? That's way more interesting than the pronunciation of a fucking French word by a Mexican. <laughs> Are you American? Dude, I'm half Mexican. 50%. (laughs) That's not how this works. Yeah, it is how it works. My dad was born in Mexico. He fucking swam here over the the Rio Grande. Okay? And don't get more Mexican than that. That's half of me. Okay? The other half is, in fact, you know, whatever, American. But I am 50% Mexican. Well, it doesn't work like that. You're an educated man. Not, it actually not, does fucking work like no, that. No, you're not a Mexican citizen. That's like you telling me for years that your wife is Polish, and then just to try to get over on me. Now all of a sudden she's French. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah, interesting, that's a good Brian. One too. Would you like to know something? Uh, she had citizenship and passports for both places. but Oh, really? I, I thought but, you didn't do that. Uh, no, I thought that's not how it works. You're a bonehead. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not how it works, except when it's, you know, your wife. I Why don't it. you go look up the rules, I buddy? She had to give up one of them to get the American citizenship. So now she's a French and American well, citizen. Well, I'm an American citizen. Thank My you. father's a dual citizen. He's an American He is 50% Mexican. He's 100% Mexican. Uh, so I'm not 50%, 50% Mexican, despite my father being 100%. Okay, I got that it. That is not, that I is not, no, 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 no. Whatever, brother. You are a, a 100% American citizen. You can't claim to be Mexican. That's like me well, going, those were, hey, no, I'm 70% I can fucking Irish. call them steak frights if I want, because they were in fucking America. They weren't in France. If they were in France, I got to pronounce, whatever. It's a case of being able to read. <laughs> it's not about <laughs> reading, you idiot. What is it about, then? It's about knowing what the fuck that shit is. It's, it's spelled F-R-I-T-E-S. Frights. That's how it's spelled. Okay? That is how it's spelled. You know how, <laughs> that is, how spelled. is spelled? R-E-Y. But that's not how you say it. You say it Ray. No, I say it Ray. Well, you're saying it Wrong. Wrong. Oh, really? Oh, maybe there isn't a wrong. 32. Oh, thank you, Mike New York, for bringing up that Kid Rock was at ringside. Good, because I hate Kid Rock, all right? Kid Rock can suck it, all right? I don't like Kid Rock. I do not like him. I'm not a fan. Thumbs down. I legitimately do not like Kid Rock, and I refuse I refuse to pop or mark for Kid Rock because I am not a fan. Um, Sorry, Kid Rock. Actually, no, I don't even feel sorry. I do not like Kid Rock. He has said some really terrible stuff that I don't even know how he, if anybody needs to be canceled, it's Kid Rock. All right, just throwing that out there. Sorry to the Kid Rock stands that are probably going to come at me, but seriously, I do not like that guy. Hell's freaking no. Now let's go ahead and get into AW Rampage. Oh. 31. 
Yeah, could I have chosen more generic, horrible music for this show today with our special guest, Mark? It is the Brian and Vinny and Granny and Craig and Mark show without Granny today. January 30, 2022, figure4online.com slash wrestlingobserver.com. Double audio, what does that mean? Why do we have double audio? What's going on here? It's all screwed up already? Mark, what's going on? Nothing. What? I'm fine. How are you? I didn't ask if you were fine. I said, what's going on? I can't on? see you, and it's... <sighs> yeah. Do we still have double audio, everybody? What's going what? on? What does that mean? I'm asking this thing right here. Are you, you going to release this while you're trying to figure out a problem? Okay, it's good now? All right. Did you start over? No, I don't start over. Are you kidding me? What kind of show do you think this is, Mark? So here's yeah. the finish. Roman is pissed at Seth, and he's going to choke him to death. And he puts him in a guillotine choke. And the ref, he's down to the mat, and the ref drops the arm, and it falls. He drops the arm, and it falls. And he drops the arm, and this time it falls on the ropes. What a horrible referee. Horrible. Awful. And then and then the ref tells Roman, you've got to break the hold. Yeah. And I was like, the guys- no, he doesn't have to break the fucking hold. You put the guy's arm on the rope. So Roman got screwed. And then here in the opener, I granted it's the opener, but it's the, which title is this? The Universal title? Yes, this is the Universal Title Championship match on a pay-per-view. It's, pardon me, I beg your pardon. A premium live event. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it ends with the champion getting DQ'd for kicking too much ass. Mm-hmm. Dude. Now here's the thing that really drove me nuts about this. It's not like, sometimes you'll see this like in the corner, a guy's throwing stomps. Or a guy's in rage, he's on the floor, he starts using a chair or whatever. When that happens, you don't actually see the winner of the match, like, finished. You see him taking a solid beating, but you don't know if he would have been pinned. You don't know if he would have been uh, 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 submitted. Seth Rollins, at the end of this, was unconscious. Roman Reigns choked him out, Mm -hmm. but loses on a technicality. And so Roman is the loser, and Seth is the winner. And they do this because they think it's protecting somebody and it's the opposite seth looks like a geek who got choked out rome is an idiot who lost to a choked out guy you buried both of them this finish sucks the match was awesome dude i get accused of going easy on this fucking show but then i fucking rant and rave about how stupid this fucking finish is and what happens Forty-five thousand nerds <laughs> go on my twitter timeline talk to me about storytelling and well, you know, I think what they're trying to do is build up for a... No fucking shit they're building up for a rematch! That's not the problem, you fucking dorks! The problem is, every one of you... And I got some stupid fucking people on my Twitter. Every fucking one of you on my Twitter, I promise you, if you thought for five seconds could come up with a better idea to prolong this fucking storyline, then Roman Reigns has a guy in a fucking hold, the referee goes to drop his arm, the referee drops his arm... On the fucking rope. Then the ref says you got a break. Roman says fuck you. The ref disqualifies him, and Roman's supposed to be the heel in this situation. That's fucking bullshit. I've seen some dumb fucking finishes in my time, but that one takes the cake. So don't fucking tell me about storytelling and wanting to build up to a rematch. I'm aware of that, but there has to be. There has to be a better way to do it. Am I wrong, Mark? <sighs> Golly! Wow, Brian! Jesus Fuck me! Christ. You ever get these this mad about these fucking movies? 
About no, I don't really get this mad about anything anymore. <laughs> you gotta calm down, man. Jesus Christ, you're gonna blow a goddamn gasket. You're getting too old to be screaming like this. Nah, I got time. Yeah. You ever heard Granny review SmackDown? No. Probably all right. I've literally only ever heard this show. What did you think about this while match? It's happening? Uh, well, from a storytelling standpoint, <laughs> fuck that. Uh, I thought fucking Seth coming out to the to the Shield music, fucking Chef's Kiss. I loved it. I love. It. <laughs> it's so stupid. And he's walking around doing his whole like, ha ha ha! Look at me, I'm Fat Albert. You know, whatever, laughing like an idiot, like he's doing the clown. Uh, that was great. I didn't know. see that one coming. <laughs> I never thought I would hear that. Lovely song again, you know, the I never thought I would hear it again. I heard it, it was great. Uh, I forgot how much set. I love Mark. I don't think the ending was that bad to like scream, scream about it and you and yell it. You know, why I have fan. white hairs, Mark, is from you fucking trolling me once a year on this show. Well, you know, I gotta do something to fucking waste this awful life away so then we had the women's royal rumble we sure did mm-hmm. uh, am i the only one that was entertained for an hour yes i thought it was great oh see me and mark for once were in agreement here i was entertained. Now, i didn't say it was great minutes but i was entertained well, i mean great by like the standard of wwe it was in 2022 it was this... uh it was fun to watch how about that sure <laughs> This I was happy to be to alive when I watched this match. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. Oh. <laughs> this Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble brought to you by the senior women's division of World Wrestling oh. Entertainment. Wow. Yeah, this is just a, a, a hour-long nostalgia bomb, man. Molina, well, yeah. The, you know what happens, Vinny, when you fire uh, 86 people, and then all of a sudden you realize you have two Royal Rumbles, and you only have like nine women, yes. and you have to come up with 21 more? Well, they had all of NXT. But and they use none of them. They don't really yeah. like. Is NXT. Aaliyah not NXT anymore? She called up now. Who? Aaliyah. Oh yeah, she's been called up for like six months, dude. All right. She barfed on herself. Huh? You don't remember that? <laughs> I don't watch the shows. So All right, so there was a SmackDown. Here's the irony, oh, by the way. Cares. No, this is actually interesting. So there was a <laughs> SmackDown match, and yeah. her team won, and yeah. she got so excited yeah. that she legitimately vomited all over herself. And uh, they didn't show it, but like, you know, she was doing her exciting thing afterwards and she's got like stuff on her. And then later there was a fan cam of like her barfing on herself. And so uh, even even though this was never aired on television, it was never acknowledged on television. She disappears for like, you know, a month or two months or whatever. And then all of a sudden she comes back in her gimmick because she's a vomiter. What? (laughs) Yeah. Puke 2.0. So now, like, she hasn't vomited again, but, like, every time she does an angle, she'll, like, every now and then she'll hold her stomach like she's getting queasy. I'm like, fuck. What? God. I'm not making yeah. this up, dude. At least she didn't shit herself, I guess. She's lucky. That would be worse. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, Brock goes to the F5, but lastly reverses it to the hurt lock, and then the referee gets bumped. And, like, if this is where, if it wasn't my job, I just turn off the show. Why? I don't care. So Roman Reigns appears, he spears Brock, and there's a long uh, uh, eye-to-eye stare with uh, Paul Heyman. He has a moment with Heyman, and then Heyman hands him the belt. And I will say this, well, I, I would have turned the show off and not come back. The fans of St. Louis went crazy. 
because the fans, the, the World of Wrestling Entertainment fans or sports entertainment fans, they hate clean finishes. They love bullshit like this. And the, the company gave the crowd the bullshit they desired. And the bullshit fans got their bullshit. And everyone was happy. So whatever. Who cares? I don't think it was bullshit. I mean, they went crazy because was, after after uh, months of, of Paul switching sides, he screwed... He screwed Lesnar to go back with Roman Reigns, and they saw it as a big fucking deal, so they gasped when he gave him that mm-hmm. belt. Yeah. They gasped? They gasped. Yeah. You they, can they hear did. him go, <gasps> Several thousand, tens of thousands of people yeah. gasped at once. They all gasped at the same time. But it's, So uh, Lashley didn't even do a move. He just rolled over and pins Brock's body. <laughs> and uh, Lashley's the WWE champion again, and it's the classic WWE booking where a guy moves up the card mm-hmm. by losing the championship. Whatever. Edge hits the ropes. It goes to spear Miz, but Miz does a leapfrog, and so Edge goes under Miz and then turns 45 degrees to the right to go into the turnbuckle. <laughs> like, how long have you been doing this? They're still doing weird-ass spot like this. We get more shocked kick-out face in this match. Eventually, the double glam slam. and he Well, it was probably Miz's fault, Vinny, because he had to run under Miz, and so if Miz was in the wrong spot... Then he would have to change direction. It would have been Edge's fault. Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But it did not look good. And the baby faces did a double glam slam and win. Like I say, I had very, very low expectations for this match. And it, it, uh, it, it was what <laughs> I expected. They were met. Really? Were met. Dude, I thought this was better. I, I thought this would be... I mean, I had low expectations as well. But they've actually done a very good job on TV with this feud. Miz and Maurice are just, you know, they're cowards they're devious they i thought they did a good job building it up i was not expecting much it was slightly better than i expected i certainly would not call this like a great match or anything like that but i thought that everybody did fine you know maurice hasn't been in the ring forever also had children beth phoenix hasn't been in the ring forever also has children and uh, first match back in a long time. Uh, I, would, I would add, Maurice has not been in the ring forever, had children, and was no good when she was full-time. Had, uh, uh, you know, big crowd here. I'm sure a lot of nerves. Like, this is one of, this may have been Maurice's best match, honestly. Well, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fine for what it was. It was an entertaining little spectacle. It now appears to be over, and so we can move Edge on to something else. As you said, you had low expectations. I also had low expectations, and they were met. Yeah. So um, it was it was entertaining. Miz is is wildly entertaining, and I don't even know why. He just something about his presence. He's just entertaining. He's not a great wrestler, but he's entertaining. That's and true. This was, this was fine. What do you think, Mark? Anything oh, you want to add? I apologize, Mark. I, I mean, you know, it was basically a match of like I'm me, and this is a person I have sex with, and you get a person you have sex with, and we'll fight. You know, like. I don't know. It was a big waste of fucking time. <laughs> and the match was whatever. I don't give a shit about it. It was like I said at the be- at the beginning of this, I said the the whole pay-per-view just kind of like yeah, yeah 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 and that's, you know, this was that this yet and now we're going to get to the lowest. I think we need Mark to do shows with a Granny. Why is Mark on no. the a year? I, <laughs> <laughs> I live right up the street, so you can have me over whenever you want. Yeah. And you're the people who listen to your show. It will also go yet, 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 yet. But I will laugh, which is all I care about. <laughs> well, you know, as long as we're laughing, I guess. Yes, that's the only goal. That literally is the story of this show for the last 15 years. Yes. <laughs> as long as we're laughing, yeah. everything is all right. That's the story of my entire life. 
Dolph Ziggler is 16. We are told it is. They're, they're giving out stats. I know your favorite, Mark, numbers. And this is mm. Dolph Ziggler's 15th Royal Rumble. He has eliminated 12 men. Oh, wow. I'm doing some math. Is that in the Guinness Book of World right. Records? Almost. Pretty bad. Later, I think they said uh, Brock and wants to throw 13 men out in one match. Dolph has 12 and 15. Seems like a poor ratio. It's a bad average. Yeah, Dominic got in there and got out somehow. Austin hey, uh, Mark, what did you think of the numbers video this year? Uh, I only saw it during the pre-show. That's the only one they did. Oh, they didn't. Well, they did, on Sm- they the did, they did it one World time World. on SmackDown. Huh, yeah, uh, it was the same stats video that they always show. You know, Santino got eliminated in one second. Like, motherfucker, I know. You've been talking about it ever since it fucking happened. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk about the stats video. I hate it. I hate the fucking stats video. For fuck's sake. Stop it. They pay some... I know I say this every year, but they pay some asshole at WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. They pay some asshole to make that video every year. And all they do is like, well, just add one, and I'll add one, and I'll add one, and I'll add three minutes, 22 seconds. Yeah, I'm done. Like... Who is this for? <laughs> Are they doing it? Like, uh, anyway, uh, just just go, just keep going. <laughs> Mark versus the stats video is my favorite wrestling feud ever. <laughs> I don't know if there was anything that was going to save these two rumbles the way they were put together. Where did this rank, Mark? What do you think? So, I'm going to tell you a story, and it's probably you're probably going to be like, "That's too much information," but I'm going to tell it anyway. Yesterday, uh, during like I don't know, the third or fourth match, uh, my wife and I got Outback Steakhouse. You know, we got it delivered, and the food is horrible. And I ate it, and by the time this match came on, I was feeling very. Uh, my stomach was quite upset. So I watched the majority oh, of no. this match on my phone, sitting on the toilet. And I believe that this match matched up with it was the drizzling shits is what i'm trying to tell you uh i don't know if the stink in that bathroom was coming from my phone or from myself i don't know it was a terrible fucking royal rumble it was one of the worst maybe one of the worst i don't know uh yeah it was really lethargic like it was just like here's some guys you know you've seen these guys you know oh look it's seamus again look at him go oh here's the tag team champion. Uh, who cares? You know, like and uh, like you said, nobody. There were no. Uh, yeah, there was no storyline development. There was nothing. It was just like, okay, just get this fucking over with, so Brock can get out here, and then like he'll go and fight Roman at 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 fucking WrestleMania. But like the story with Roman and Seth isn't over. So like, why are we moving to a new story when you haven't finished the last story? It doesn't make any fucking sense. But I got, you know, like, we got fucking uh, three months until WrestleMania, so I guess they could, you know. There's, like, there's one more you know, pay-per-view. In, in my brain, I'm like, okay, maybe, like, by WrestleMania, they're going to try to recreate that Seth Roman, you know, the heist of the century. Maybe they're going to, like, put that all back together. I don't know. But, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to start a new thing when you haven't even finished the old thing. But I'm also talking about wrestling so you know like in the long term who really gives a fuck about this honestly but i was you know i love the royal rumble it's my favorite thing of the year that wrestling does and every year i'm like ah and every year i'm like so 
But the you know the men's one made the women's one look like fucking gold. Honestly, I thought so it was gonna go. be like some cute family story, and then I got that. Yeah. You know, my five-year-old daughter walked in during the show last night, sat down on the couch. She looked at the television. AJ Styles was making his entrance, and she looked at me and she said, and I quote, Daddy, why is he flaunting his naked body? (laughs) That's what she said. Those were the exact words. I said, I don't know. And she goes, I'm going downstairs. She left. That was her review of the Royal Rumble. Wow. Wow. Daddy, why is he flaunting his naked body? Isn't she young enough to where she will still just run in the hallway naked? Yeah, she doesn't understand this. Yeah. So so she's a hypocrite is what you're saying. Well, no. no, She's not flaunting it. She's just in the family. All right. Well, he gave Otis his diploma. He graduated him with honors. And uh, out comes Matt Riddle, also in his graduation outfit. And uh, he starts cutting this promo, and Gable says, Shut up, you've ruined poor Otis's life. You're so stupid, Riddle, you probably don't even know what the word rematch means. And Riddle says, Isn't that when you light light up for the second time? And that got a pop. And Gable said he was an idiot, and said, You know what we're going to do? What's going on over there? My computer's restarting. I have no idea why. It just is. It always makes that noise when it restarts. Um, this it's it's a different computer, but yeah, it's it just restarted, so it won't be making that noise anymore. Wow, that's a yeah. new one. You doesn't you, you, computers don't do that? No, mine mine does. Whenever we, it just restarts on its own and makes those noises. Wow. Twenty nine. Did you hear that term life insurance commercial? What if you're Porky? What if you're super Porky? God rest his soul. What if you're El Dandy? Who are you to doubt El Dandy? It's Jim Valley, the inspirational, confrontational, intelligent, sensational, effing king of recovery. I am back because of the fans, and I've got more questions this week. I've got more questions than AWS titles. More questions than AWS tournaments. Why can't the Young Bucks afford a better lock on their door? Christian, the Jurassic Express and the Hardys just come barging into their office. Look, if I wanted to see a bunch of uninvited men crowd into a room, I'd watch porn. You know, you'd think somebody with the Bucks' political views, would do a better job protecting their borders. Of course, if it, that was, if it was NXT, there'd be a kidnapping. You know, speaking of which, when is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis going to do something about the safety of that NXT parking lot? That place has got more assaults and kidnappings than a Dateline marathon. And I have another question for you. Do you know how much it costs to buy Ric Flair's last match bundle on Fight TV? $200. For $200, you get all the StarCast interviews, the Ric Flair roast, and the last match card with the Ric Flair's last match. Dude, inflation is real. I remember... When Ric Flair's last match was just 30 bucks on pay-per-view. 
Actually, though, 200 bucks is a tremendous value. That's like a dollar for every helicopter joke at the Ric Flair roast. $200. What happened? Did Ric Flair get another ex-wife? Did he have to pay for Charlotte's wedding? I don't know. Hey, by the way, congratulations to the class of 2022. You made it through 12 years of schooling, four years of high school, and eight years of graduation speeches. Anyway. 28. What juvenile yes. thing do we have on the Facebook today, Vinny? It's mostly one entry. We'll see if we get to it. <laughs> if we don't, that would be fine. <laughs> it's very juvenile. Uh, Granny here wrote on the Facebook page, Since Brian went on a cruise contest, write a short poem, a short poem, she says. Oh, God. About boats. Oh, Lord. About boats or about this cruise in particular? Because, boats. Uh... Do you have one for your cruise? God, it's called uh, How in God's Name Do We Not Get... Omicron. Carmine the Very, to the tune of Row Your Boat, but I won't sing it. Of all the times you won't sing, <laughs> all you do on this show is try to sing. Now we have the opportunity for you to sing and I, you won't. I sing what I want to and, and when I want to. I don't want to sing Row Your Boat right now. I would have a gold boat. That's what Brian screams. Can one of you sing this song for me? I would have a gold boat. That's what Brian screams. Back in the day, it was TNA, but now it's NXT. See, it's not funny without the the, the tune, Vinny. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I can, I, can, just... I, can I play a karaoke version of, no. of Row, Row, uh, you, you Row, your play it, You can play it if you want to. I'm not going to sing of it. Of all the times you won't sing a song, I can't even believe it. Of all the songs. Okay, here's part. I, I wouldn't anyway. But I'm honestly trying to read these words and see how they would fit to Row, Row, Row Your Boat. That's and why it's funny. I figured it out. <laughs> That's the con- Oh, you did figure it out. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got to the juvenile one. I need to take a call so someone can sing this. Who wants <laughs> to sing this? Who on the, the YouTube chat wants to sing this? Anybody? Brian? Yes, Granny. Pay attention because you're going to pick the winner. <laughs> well, you know, I might pick Row, Row, Row Your Boat, but no one will sing it, so that guy's out of luck. Yeah. If anybody volunteers, I will call them and have them sing. It's on Granny's Facebook, right? Uh, yeah. All right. All right, we got to the juvenile one. I hope your biggest fan chooses, because that'll be, say. A, it'll be like uh, uh, yeah. some opera. I don't know if you're going to sing or not. Well, not to but mention. Currywhead's, Currywhead's offering. Okay, Currywhead, text me your phone number. Does he have your number? Uh, well, the text message line. Text me your phone number, and I will call you. But right. you have to have the Facebook open, and you have to try. I'm not tolerating any any bullshit tonight, Currywhead. Okay. This is he's a Southern boy. It's going to take him a long time to get to the story. I'm I'm well aware, Craig, of okay. Vinny's biggest fan. Go ahead, Vinny. Ed Laredo, a grown ass man, actually wrote these words. He's fifty. No. Yeah. What do We've you mean? No. This. We just did this joke like three weeks ago. Remember I spent the whole weekend? It still seems impossible to believe, because what he wrote here, most seven-year-olds would say grow up. Row, row, row your boat. Gently. Up Brian's butt. (laughs) (laughs) 
howling, Vinny. <laughs> merely, merely, not, not merrily, mind you. Not M-E-R-R-I-L-Y. Right. Merely, M-E-R-E-L-Y. Merely, 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 life is but a dream. Ew. He's a, he's a fat blowhard. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what I got right here? What do you got there? Uh, Curry's number. Right. We're going to call him, mm-hmm. and he's going to sing that one to the tune of Row, Row, Row Your Boat. All right. Okay. Let's see if this works. He better answer get, this phone or I'm going to be really angry. get to bed late tonight because Curry has on the phone. What's up, Brian? There we go. See? You guys thought I was joking. All right. You got your, your, uh, your Facebook open in front of you, John? Yeah, hold on one second. I'm I'm going to it right now. Yeah, I'm preparing to hold on for quite a while, John. But I know if anyone can pull this off, it'd be you. Time this guy with a sundial. Hey, you know, that's my biggest fan. Craig's making uh, fun of you, Curry. I put you on the show. I start, before I start, before I start, watch your mouth, Craig. I actually gave you a compliment. Don't, uh-huh. don't make... And Brian knows that me, that I will... I will wrap... Put the wrath of, put the wrath of God on people. The way I did to him, the time when when I did to Tom, mm-hmm. don't play with me, Craig. Remember yes. that. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Can we get? To Didn't he now? put yeah. the wrath of God on me on like a Christmas show or something like that? Or when was that? It was a while back. Uh, when you forgot April the twenty sixth, two thousand twenty one. <laughs> he knows the name. <laughs> wow. All right, Curry. Let's hear it. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Carmine. Laviri. I mean, are you going to read the words, too, or just hum? What's going on here? I could have hummed. I, 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 All right. All right, you ready? I would have a gold boat. That's what Brian screamed. Back in the day, it was TNA, but now it's NXT. Hey, hey that was yeah. pretty good there. That was pretty Thank good. God. Hey, what I, was what was the other one? Read it, sing ads while you're at it. Because his was set to the tune of Row, Row, Row Your Boat. I suppose technically it was. Yeah, maybe we can pop Granny again. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold it's on. right above. It's the next one. At least on my page. So different. Different Facebooks. <laughs> right, typical. Hold on. Hold on. Hold typical on. John hold segment on. here. Well, of course we're holding on, John. What do you think we're doing? I see. But mine is set up differently. That's the reason why I'm saying this. Oh, one of these again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I got it. All righty. Thank God. <clears throat> roll, roll, roll your boat. Gently, Brian, but gently up, Brian, but merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. <laughs> that really didn't suck. That really sucked. Horrible. Man. Do you want to try again? Horrible. No, 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 no. I can't just go up. That that really did suck for Ed. That, that's <laughs> yeah, no vibe. Ed's, Ed's idiot vibe. here, not John. That from Ed, that for, hold on for a second. From Ed, that was minus five stars in doing that, Ed. You should be ashamed of yourself for writing something like that. And I mm-hmm. throw Brian all the time. Even I can do a better job than that. You get back in the get back next time, Ed, get your stuff together and get off your behind and go and be a better troll than that, Ed. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm saying that as a person. I did with be- I did with worse trolls on my job and, and belittled them better than that, Ed. And I'm just doing this for myself. You deserve <clears throat> 
play the song. Play the song. Play the song that you normally play for him. You deserve to be Geek of the Week for that, man. Go play that song, uh, Brian. Wait, I'm out of here. We're talking about this one? Geek. No. Geek. Of the week, motherfucker. Oh, whoa! Sorry, hey, Granny. Jeez. All right. Well, that was an exciting little segment right there. See, Vinny. I guess it worked out. It worked out just fine. Thanks, let's, John. Let's do two more here, John. You know what? For one day only, I'm your biggest fan. Wow. Yeah. And wow. that by the time I'm done, I'm sure he'll it upset me on the chat. But John, write down the date. One more, Vinny. Last one. Adam Verona. The boat. She was golden but in need of repair. So Brian called the big guy, and Craig soon would be there. <laughs> that was easy. There was a lot of good ones, Brian. There were a lot of good ones, Granny. <laughs> I want to do one more. All right, go for it. Because horrible ones make me laugh. Steve Rice. Row, row, row your cruise. Gently down in Florida. Merrily, 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 merrily. Hook is but a dream when he kicks out of a pile driver. <laughs> <laughs> That is brutal, although not as brutal as the one about the goddamn oats. <laughs> the oats. All right. Now what? Who's, Brian, who's the winner? Uh, who's the one that uh, Curry sang the song? Not Ed. Carmine yeah, Laviri. All right, Carmine Laviri. He wins. Right. He brought Carmine. the most to the show. I will. I will repeat it then. I would have a gold boat. That's what Brian screams. Back in the day, it was TNA. But now it's NXT. Vinny, what's the last name? Do I have to call this guy to sing the damn song again? Carmine Laviri, L A V. That hard. I E R I. I should just make it a contest, Vinny. Okay. If you sing it to the tune of Row, Row, Row Your Boat, I will have the chat vote. And if they say that you did a better job than John, I will send you $25 right now via PayPal. Ready? Yeah. I would have a gold boat. That's what Brian screams. Back in the day, it was TNA, but now it's NXT. Hey! I'm not even putting it up to a vote, Vinny. You win. Thank you. All right. Do I have your PayPal? I'll get it to you. Send it to me. Yeah. All right, Granny, what do we got? I got to check what it is. Oh, uh, let's see. First, I want to kind of talk about... Curry's sad. mad. <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Granny. Uh, first, I want to talk about the Saturday one. I got you to sing and my sweet revenge just for $25. I just stole money from him. I feel like Baron Corbin. Go ahead, Granny. You should be happy because he is. Hey, hey, he is happy, hey. Corbin. 27. Tatanka versus Von Cruz. I got to talk about Friar Ferguson right now. Okay. Can I? I, sure, yeah. They card out Von Cruz, okay? Von Cruz, you guys know who Von Cruz is? Big Vito. Big Vito, Skull Von Crush. Skull Von Crush. They announced, from Germany, Von Cruz. And he comes out, he's got a shaved head, he's a bad guy. And they don't flat out say he's a Nazi, okay? Mm-hmm. But the gimmick is he's an evil German. Yes, named Von Cruz. We were at war with Germany. I'm not sure if you guys know this or not. Some of our you, listeners You may might not. think that, in fact, if IRS says you have to pay till July, you don't have to. But we were at war with Germany until 1945. Okay? 
Do you know when this fucking show took place? Hang on. Let me look it up again. I'll tell you. 1993. Okay? I was born in 1975, okay? I wasn't even alive when Nixon was president. That's how, I mean, that's how young I am, quite frankly. I wasn't even born when Nixon was the fucking president, okay? So, we're talking years and years before I was born was World War II. I was graduating high school when Von Kruse is in the ring as an evil German. This evil German, correct me if I'm wrong, Vinny, is facing what they called at the time an Indian. Yeah. An Indian. Say it louder. I don't think all your neighbors here in Kauai can hear you. Well, they may think I'm talking about somebody from India. Yeah. But back then, this was, this was a Native American, okay? They didn't call him a Native American. He did a war dance. He did. He did. He had feathers coming out of his headdress. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We have two of the most preposterous, dated fucking stereotypes. Am I wrong? The the I think the uh, definitely the evil Nazi and uh, uh, the, the the day of the Indian gimmick wrestler here probably okay. had come and gone. Yes. All right. So I'm sitting here watching this with you and Rodney, and I'm ranting about how we have a evil German. Versus an Indian in 1993, because that's what this was. And all of a sudden, I realize Friar Ferguson is coming out. He's a friar. Do you know what a friar is? A religious figure. Vinny, this is a gimmick from the 11th century. (laughs) Bro. Vince is like, we got this guy. I got an idea. He's going to be a friar. Are there no more friars in the world anymore? Bro. I, don't, I, I haven't seen one. There I, may have been friars, but their they're, uh, uh, peak, <laughs> when they were the most famous, was about the 11th century. All right. This guy comes out. He's got a thing that says monk. It's a happy face. This is actually genius. By the way, you're eight segments ahead, but that's fine. He has a thing that squirts holy water. It's Mike Shaw. He's already been Norman the Lunatic, Trucker Norm. I think we're past Bastion Booger here. So he has a different gimmick every three weeks anyway. So he just took a notepad. On the right one, he on the first page, he wrote a smiley face and the word monk. With the implication, when this was done, he'll just tear it off and write the next one. Yes. That made me laugh. It's very meta, but it made <laughs> me laugh. It's ridiculous. And Josiah says monks are from the 4th century. I'm talking about when they were in their prime. When friars were in their prime, it was about the 11th century. Okay? That was a thousand years ago. Okay? He's a friar. He's a fucking... They came up with a friar. This, this takes the cake. This takes the fucking cake. And this guy, you know, he knows how stupid this fucking thing is. He's got his monk robe, but like he pulls it up. To show a little bit of skin, and he does a sexy dance. He was a terrible friar. A horrible friar. <laughs> he was not uh, chased. No, no. And he's doing all his dancing, and then he sits his ass down on the guy's face, teabags him. Is that what it's called? As in fact, it was, yeah. 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 A teabagging fucking friar in 1993. That's what this goddamn gimmick was. And then one day, Vince is like, eh, you know, we need something better than a friar. You're going to be Bastion Booger. You're going to be an S&M master. 
Is that what Bastion Booger was? He wore fucking leather. He was just a disgusting person in general. What in the absolute A guy with fuck. terrible hygiene and manners. What in the absolute flying fuck was this Friar Ferguson idea? Well, now you're weeks ahead. Dude, this was, this was I think about Skinner and Tatanka and Papa Shango, the voodoo master, and Undertaker, the dead guy, who they made it clear is actually dead on this show. And all of these dumb fucking gimmicks. And even Mantar, okay? A, a, a literal Yeti? <laughs> well, actually, Mantar was was uh, kind of the Minotaur. I'm talking about Giant Actually, was further back than Friar Ferguson. He but would fuck, be. Fuck, can we get some fucking gimmick from 1993 on this show? God! And we were talking about Yokozuna. That's a World War II gimmick. Swinging the fucking Japanese flag. I know we had the the, you know... What do they call it? The uh, trade war. Trade war. Trade war yeah. yeah, I studied that when I was in 11th grade. But still, this show is the most preposterous fucking show. How did we stay wrestling fans watching this shit? Because we were young and dumb. Well, That's uh, why. I'm going to follow up on your preposterous shit because it's something in, in this particular episode here you're leaving out. We're watching an Indian wrestle a Nazi. And the most interesting thing that happens is that a clown interferes. Doink the Clown comes out, shoots water at Tatanka, who I'm not sure even realized he was being shot water at, and then Doink leaves. I think we lost video in a very, very good spot right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just leave it. Keep going. All right. So we, uh, you discussed the Friar Ferguson gimmick. We have arrived at his match. So I have nothing to add about the gimmick, excel- gimmick itself, so I'll just discuss this match. Now, we've reviewed a lot of shows. We've done a lot of shows. We've reviewed a lot of shows. I've used a lot of words to describe bad wrestling matches. Atrocious. Terrible. Horrendous. Putrid. Vile. I don't think I've ever said this about a match, but this match was blasphemous. Oh, and wow. I'm, I'm not a saying Friar this. Ferguson match <laughs> blasphemous? I'm not saying this because it was Friar Ferguson was involved. I just mean the wrestling was so bad, it was an affront to the Lord. There was nothing godly about this match. There was nothing holy about this match. It was... It was unholy. Dear God, it was terrible. You know, the issue was they just went on, like, forever. And I understand if you have a guy who's debuting and we've never seen him before, and you want to do, like, an extended squash to show the world all of his moves... What fucking moves was Friar Ferguson doing that I had to watch this fucking match for nine minutes? I don't know. None! None. That's the answer. So the other thing about this is, it's your debut. Oh, he didn't care. Clearly! (laughs) He was a friar. This is your one chance to do something. Bro. Try! Clearly he got this gimmick and he was like, they don't give a fuck about me. So I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to do as little as humanly possible. Fuck around. As a friar, then so, sit on his face. He hits a big splash, and the ref counts two, and he pulls, and friar pulls. Oh, Chris Duffy. <laughs> we should do a whole show about Chris Duffy, actually. Everything about this guy was a great jobber, but it was wasted in this match. So friar hits a splash and pulls him up, and everyone boos. I don't mean boo. I mean uh, boo. They're so bored, and friar is doing this nerve pinch. Vince is pleading with the fans. After this match, there will be a Money Incorporated promo. You've got to hear it. You've got to stay tuned. It just goes on forever and ever. And finally, Chris Duffy tries a sunset flip and fire teabags him and wins. The Book of Genesis is shorter than this match. 
Bro, what in the world is with him lifting up his monk robe and flashing the crowd before doing the... What the hell did they call it? It was like to the Batcave Back or something? Back to the Batcave at some point. Some fucking dumb name, name for it. God. Yeah, this is horrible. Someone wants to know if this is worse than that Bushwhacker match a few weeks ago. I would say yes. It was different kind of horrible. Different kind of horrible. I laughed yeah. I laughed at the Bushwhacker match. I cried at this we one. Were, we were horrified watching this. Yeah. Rodney doesn't watch these shows. He only listens to the review. And he sat through this. Rethought a lot of things about this life. Giant. Oh, by the way, I just want to take credit for something. I named Friar Ferguson. Mm. No! I did. That was my idea. I named Friar Ferguson. This guy was going to wrestle that night. They still hadn't given him a name. Oh, so <laughs> I, I named Friar Ferguson. And oh, just before air, I leaned over and I said, you got to be careful of that robe because, you know, you flip the wrong way. Everybody's going to see, you know, the Holy Grail. And um, and so when he was in the ring, he actually... <laughs> he did. Flashed. He started slashing yeah. the... Uh, the. I was like, what yeah. in the hell's going yeah. on here? So yeah. you're responsible for Friar Ferguson. Uh, well, I was responsible for the name. Well, um, I mean, the whole gimmick. So, th- so they had a gimmick for the guy, but not a name? They had a name, but no gimmick, and uh, obviously no storyline or you know, uh, no any any kind of thought as to what his moves were going to be. But um, I think it might have been a last minute substitution. How uh, about that? So, Bam Bam Wrestling, Phil Apollo, as I noted, and Savage is on commentary saying, "Man, this the competition competition here keeps getting better. Look at Friar Ferguson." <laughs> <laughs> Oops. God. In the middle of this match. I lost it about Friar Ferguson. In the middle of this match, Doink walks out from the locker room. Dork. Dork walks out from the locker room, looks around, and walks back. Not impressed, apparently, with the match. No. I don't know why. I was enjoying this match. Uh, Is Bam Bam killing a guy? Yeah. What could be better than that? He squashed him with a senton. Yes. And I mentioned this when he did the Undertaker match. This is like the biggest I have ever seen Bam Bam. And so when he squashed him, he squashed him flat. When did uh, Dork's mini-me dank enter the picture? <laughs> sometime. Uh, in the year. I think I'm it's by sure. Survivor Series. Yeah, so yeah. sometime over the summer or something. Okay. I think. It was, uh, it was prior to, I mean, post my reign there, yeah. I guess. God, uh, you'd have had material for years with <laughs> dink. No, I just love little people, so I, I would have been in my glory, you know? Okay. So, Bam Bam was the headbutt, and he goes to beat him up more. When who should make the save... But Friar Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Who last week we saw debut. I thought for sure this guy was a heel. <laughs> he was being a complete prick last week. <laughs> and here, here he comes, drunken Friar to the rescue. Yeah. And he makes a save and he starts flashing the crowd again, all thanks mm-hmm. to Rob. And he starts spraying this guy with water out of his jug. What's that thing called? Excuse me? A flask? Yeah, no, it's, I guess it's a flask. There's a name for it, I think. Yeah, the weird uh, flask that looks like a little banjo or something mm-hmm. like that. He starts spraying water banjo. everywhere. Oh, it's not a banjo. Yeah. No, it looks it's like a, a banjo. Oh, yeah, it's like the, the, the goat skin. The holy yeah, water Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Let's see if I can find anything on it's this. It's supposed to be wine. I think that that was Oh, the, is that what it was? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be wine. I see. Sacrificial wine, obviously. <laughs> well, he sacrificed it all over Bam Bam. Sure did. <laughs> God. Sounds lewd. <laughs> anyway. Bam, Bam Bam's not a guy you really want to mess with. Uh, no. <laughs> don't tattoos say. of flames on his fucking head. Yep. You really got to, you know, yeah. give yourself a little pause. 
Try, try to stay on his good well, side. Well, to be honest, Rob, you don't know how many people have tattoos on their head and then just grew their hair. That's true. Like me. That's true. I have a heavily tattooed head. Just can't tell. I only have one tattoo. It's on <laughs> it's on my belly. It's uh, and it's an arrow pointing downward, right. and in old English lettering, it says "for the ladies." <laughs> so, um, how's that worked out for you there? I've Rob? never I, wanted anything I, to be I, true more. I keep my shirt on. So. <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> I didn't so, notice it when you were getting beat up by Sherry and uh, Luna. No, I just I kept a t-shirt on. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No. Yeah. Well, Friar kicks Bam Bam out of the ring. They go to the break, and they come back. Friar's just still in the ring. Just spewing that stuff everywhere. Blessing it, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) It's Wrestling Observer Radio Saturday night here in Schaumburg is where we're recording, right? Is that where we are? Uh, We're here with Tony Khan. The people who are watching, I mean, look, I watch it. I look at that chart every, like you do, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, I look at the chart every day. And those number one shows on nights other than Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday um, are really low. And Wednesday, realistically, and Monday even, except for the wrestling shows, you know, there's not a lot of big number shows. Yep. I mean, it's the audience, we talked about this before, is that the total audience watching cable this summer is is lower, but you're holding up and you're doing, you know, more viewers and they're holding up and they're actually they're, they've, they've had some great success in yeah. recent weeks yeah and i think we have too i think it's yeah. and i don't want to overshadow that so i was gonna like it it's funny because like there's a glass half full and a glass half empty so we did the big rating this week and and it's like you know the your quote on it was i kind of got amused because it was like it was like that's a great number it's like it's not wwe great but it's great and i was like well if somebody had a big game and <laughs> and you're like okay they you know isaiah thomas had a big game well, it wasn't michael jordan great okay but <laughs> so, you know what you know why i said that because i'm i'm always like as soon as i write if this is a great number it's like i'm going to get 50 people going like yeah, but, but what about monday you get way too caught up <laughs> it's like now people i hope people gary you got to tell people to stick around for the back half because this is going to be the really good stuff now okay uh <laughs> you don't have to respond to these people or care what they think a lot of them dave i'm telling you a lot of them aren't real you're going to find out that a lot of these people tweeting at you are the same person yeah and that it's one person one guy and that this one guy has got so many accounts that it is It'll you'll some of the stuff you'll I, find I'm out. Probably and like and I'm there's one hundred times a week. There's, there's a few people running a lot of accounts to say the least. And like you're you're blo- you can't even keep up with them because we're not talking about one or two or twenty or fifty or a hundred or two hundred or five hundred. Like there's a lot of a lot of the feedback that you reply to. You don't need to take these seriously. Like a lot of us in the business are like Dave. Why do you quote tweet these? <laughs> These like you know Jake eight six four two five nine account that has one follower that like says something yeah. negative and you feel like you need to justify yourself to them because you don't yeah. like and then like do you you know that you feel like you need to say like at the end of like we do this big rating and it hit a big metric that frankly in the world of television look like. It's like a five star match and a six star match like for us in TV we're like the bell of the ball where we work. Twenty five. All right, shall we? What do you guys think of this trip? Should I get my two uh, uh, angers out of the way first? I was just going to say, get that out of the way first. Well, the Spirit Airlines story is actually kind of funny. 
first off, I did not personally book Spirit Airlines, and I'm not even upset because Tony booked it, and I, I'm not mad at Tony. I want to make that abundantly clear because uh, it was a flight where I could actually leave Vegas at 4 in the afternoon instead of 6 a.m., so I, I'm fine with that. But they suck, just to make that abundantly clear. So uh, I go to the airport. I actually hung out with Filthy all day. We went to the pool. Corey gave me a ride to the airport. I check in. I uh, go through security. I have clear. I just, like it was nothing. I'm, I'm at the gate. I'm all ready to go. And uh, I looked down at my boarding pass, and it says, uh, uh, no seat assigned. Please go to the desk. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, great. So I go up to the desk, and they explain to me, well, sir, we uh, overbooked this flight, and you were one of the last people to check in, so uh, you're on standby. Good job. I said, what? Wait a second. This ticket was purchased three months ago, and because I happen to be one of the last people to check in, I don't have a seat. You sold too many seats, and I don't have a seat. Yes, sir. Stick around, and uh, you know, if, any, if anybody wants to give up their seat, you might be able to get this flight. So now I'm like... Listen, I know I checked in fucking late, okay? I know that. But this is fucking bullshit. He oversold the fucking flight. And so I'm getting mad. So I sit there. And at least I'm a polite guy. Because the next lady that comes up also checked in late. They tell her the same thing. She is not nice. She starts fucking cutting a promo on these people. That sort of made me feel a little bit better. And uh, so we wait around, and they, they board everybody on this, this airplane. I'm still sitting there, and uh, there's one flight left to get home. And uh, that's, of course, it's Memorial Day, so, I mean, what are my chances of getting on that flight? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just irritated. And so I did a tweet about how much Spirit Airlines fucking sucked. And uh, so I'm ready to just, like, blow my stack. And, you know, the lady's like, okay, uh, you two, uh, come on up. Uh, two people get up their seat. You guys can get on. So, like, pretty much everybody is on except me. I'm, like, the last guy. And uh, they close the fucking doors. I'm like, no. I got to get out of this fucking town. I have to. I'm going to. So I sit down. I'm like, God, fucking. Now I'm going to wait to find out if I can be rebooked or what the fucking deal is. And uh, all of a sudden, the doors open again. And uh, this person comes out, and they have a discussion with the, the ticketing person. And uh, the ticketing person does something, and then all of a sudden, her thing, the thing prints out, and she goes, Mr. Alvarez? She gives me this ticket. She goes, I know it says uh, 18C or whatever, but 3F. Just get on and go to 3F. And I was like, okay. And uh, I said, well, okay. So anyway... What happened was, I was not going to get on the plane. But by the grace of God, Spirit Airlines is so shitty, and their seats are so small, that someone on the plane couldn't fit. And because I was small, I got their seat. That's how I fucking got home. So I flew home, thankfully. So I could have got, I could have got, I could have been a lot more angry. And then at that point, it starts getting, it starts to be comedy because I've tweeted something about Spirit Airlines, about how much they fucking suck. 
I've done two tweets about how they fucking suck. And uh, if you've ever if you've ever done this before, this is the this is the only good thing about Twitter is that I have a lot of followers. And so when I bitch about something, the problem always gets solved because they don't want someone that has 160,000 followers bitching about your company. So I'm expecting them to do the DM at any moment. But I don't get a DM. I don't get a message from Spirit Airlines. So I start to go into my mentions to see what other people, because I knew, you know, normally people hate me on Twitter, but I knew that everyone would be on my side about Spirit Airlines. And it's one person after another bitching about fucking Spirit Airlines. And everybody else in my mentions who is bitching about Spirit, they're getting a response from Spirit. Spirit's like, oh, please send me your confirmation code and we'll, we'll get this handled. But not me! The actual guy who bitched about it! So finally, the next day, I'm like, I like how Spirit responds to everybody in my mentions, but not me. And then they finally were like, oh, please send us your confirmation number and we'll we'll get this handled. At that point, it was like, fuck off. What are you going to do? Give me a free flight on fucking Spirit? That'll be the day. So anyway, Spirit fucking sucks. Don't fly on them. Especially if you're large. You're not going to get a seat. And then the American restaurant. What's that place called in New York, New York, America? Oh, the America the Beautiful Diner. We didn't go there this year. Fucking atrocious piece of shit <laughs> restaurant. Fuck, it was so bad. We, we got out of the press conference. You guys see the press conference with Tony? No. Or, bits of it, yes. Yeah, I was there. Oh, I'm so aware. You... We finally get out. Yeah. It's fucking 12.50. We got out of there. And so we go right back to the New York, and we got to record a show. And so it's like we got to eat just something quick. So uh, there's nothing open. Nope. There's a pizza place, and there's the American Diner. And there's like a line for pizza, but you know how Dave is. He only wants chicken breasts. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Let's just try this American Diner. There's, there's a line there, too, but it's not that long. And so we stand in line, and we ask the people, you know, how long is it going to be? And they go, eh, it'll be about uh, 10 minutes. So we're like, ah, it's only 10 minutes. Let's just wait. So, of course, you know, shortly thereafter, they go, uh, it's actually going to be about, you know, she actually said this, 12 minutes. All right, well, we'll wait. It was not 12 minutes. It's about 20 minutes. So they finally fucking seat us. And, by, and, you know, we were about ready to go to pizza when the lady goes, okay, we'll take you back. So we're like, all right, fuck. So we go back, and we sit down, and the waitress comes up, and she goes, I just want you to know, I just want you to know that the kitchen is a little bit slow. So, you know, it might take you a little bit longer to get your food. And right then, I should have just walked out. But then we Mm -hmm. said, well, what what are we talking about, like, a little bit longer? She goes, well, you know, about uh, it'll be about 15 minutes, as long as you don't get, like, the ribeye. If you get the ribeye, it's going to be probably, you know, 20 minutes. But as long as you don't get, uh," she said, don't get your burger well done, and don't get the ribeye, and it'll be 15 minutes. I'm such a fucking idiot. I'm such a mark. So we're like, okay. So we all order our food, Okay. Does anybody want to guess if it's 10, 15 minutes? No! It's fucking 40 minutes or so that we're sitting there waiting for our fucking food. And I'm so mad. I'm like, I actually gave myself a deadline. I go, if they're not here by 2, I'm just leaving. I'm just going to leave. I'll leave. But of course, I was so hungry that when 2 came, I was like, it can't be that much longer. Fuck, it's been 40 minutes. So I waited. So finally, the lady comes out with the fuck. Actually, well, there's more to it. But finally, the lady comes out with the food. And, uh, we, you know, we'd been constantly harassing her. And uh, she literally said, I think I'm quitting tonight. Like, I can't take this anymore. But that's what she told us. I think I'm quitting tonight. Nice job, Brian. So finally, no, it wasn't because of us. It was because the fucking kitchen's so fucking slow. Mm. So finally, 
Finally, she comes out with all of the food. And as God is my witness, I know I told you to apologize to Dave Craig, but the first thing she says is, Who had the ribeye? <laughs> it was Dave! He ordered a ribeye! So she brings the ribeye over to his thing, and then she's trying to bring out the rest of the food. It's taking fucking forever to get all the food out there. And finally, she has all the food out except poor Corey. You guys know Corey? This fucking guy is the nicest guy, and he just does everything for everybody. Everything for everybody. You need anything done, Corey's there. He's the only guy with no food. All he ordered was a burger, medium rare. No food for him. So, of course, you know, the lady's all frantic. She's asking if we want, like, mayo or whatever. Or no, she brought my chicken sandwich. I wanted cheese and mayonnaise, and there was just nothing on it. She goes, oh, did you need cheese? I said, no, just give me it. I'll eat it like this. And so we explained to her, bro, this poor guy here, he's driven us everywhere. He's done everything. He just wants a burger. She goes, oh, here it's coming. She goes, she goes out. She comes back. His poor fucking burger is plain. And even Bridget wouldn't have eaten this burger, Vinny. It is so, it is so well done. It's like, it's a fucking piece of charcoal between two fucking buns. It's absolutely, completely, totally fucking black. It's been cooked so... With nothing on it! I'm like, God fucking damn it! So we eat our fucking food. And like, you know, the worst part was... Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't like to talk about things that I do that are nice. But like, the moment this food was here, I took out my credit card. I gave it to this lady. I was like, just pay for everything. Just, I gotta get out of here. If we try to split this check, you know how long we're gonna be here? We'll be here till Thursday. So I just... Gave her my card, and I'm like, put everything on here. So, I had this experience, and I paid $200 for it. So, don't ever fucking go to the goddamn fucking American Diner in New York, New York. It's the biggest place, and I tipped her! Why? Because at the end of the day, it really wasn't her fault. Okay. I just, it wasn't her fault. I mean, she probably quit. So at least she left with an extra $20. But goddamn, that was the worst fucking bullshit. 10%. And of course, it's the last day. So all my happy memories of Vegas are just out the window. All I remember is this fucking night that we had. And of course, we go upstairs and I can't get any of this shit working. I went to bed at 4.10 that night recording that fucking show. And, and actually, there was one point where we're recording and it just stops recording. And it took me like five minutes to notice. So I'm like, fuck, Dave, it stopped recording. I got to go back and, and uh, start it over again. And uh, he put his head down. He was out. Absolutely dead. He put his head down. He was immediately unconscious. Takes me like two seconds, and I start talking, and it's silence. I look over. He's dead. I had to jostle him. Dave, wake up. And he goes, ah. And then he just immediately starts talking about the three-way, like nothing had happened. It's just like a computer. Anyway, God fucking damn it. We used to eat at the American the Beautiful Diner every year. Don't it's ever do it again. I will just say that of the probably at least a half dozen times I've been there, I have zero memories of the food or anything. The lasting memories are sitting with someone whose name I will not mention, who may have been experimenting with substances I'm really not going to mention. And uh, they were in a state much like Dave, and everyone was gathering on the table throwing things into his mouth. God. <laughs> Fuck. And by the way, I was so happy that, like, every... I was happy that everyone was there with me, even though they all suffered. Because every time I bitch about some establishment, I have to hear that, oh, Brian's got some other shitty story about some place that he's eaten. 
Well, I was glad that I got a bunch of fucking witnesses to realize that, in fact, I don't make this shit up. It's like Danhausen fucking cursed me at some point to always have shitty service at restaurants. No wonder I cook all the time. Anyway, anyone else have any stories? Anyone have any good stories from this weekend? I did have a great time. I want to say thank you to everybody. I did everything I could to try to talk to every single person there. If I didn't, I apologize. But uh, we really appreciate it. It was the best run convention ever. So I want to big, give a oh, big yes. shout out to Tony. Tony, did Tony a was job. the man. Yep, he did a fantastic job. So uh, big thank you to him. And uh, we're going to do it again next year. It's going to be even yeah. better. Because we're not going to go to the presser. And we're not going to go to the American Diner. We're going to go to the show. And then we're going to go record a show. And then we're going to go to bed. We learned that lesson. When even Dave learned that lesson. Anyway. And then we had Braun Strowman take on the team of James Maverick and Brian Thomas. Brian, I forgot to do this. I'm sorry. Can you do a little recon for me as I recap this? They said Strowman is an ancestor of Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> they said he was on his commentary. They said that he was his grandson, if I recall correctly. He, must, <laughs> he was the grandson on, of Charlie on, Chaplin. <laughs> You know what's funny is like sometimes they sometimes they say this shit that's so preposterous that I presume it must be true. It has to be right. I mean, why why wouldn't you say like, you know, I hear he's the great grandson of Paul Bunyan. It's like okay, whatever, it's it's all bullshit. But you chose Charlie (laughs) Chaplin. That tells me that he's the grandson of Charlie Chaplin. I don't know if the math works. I'd have to figure this out. Let me see about this. Could that even be possible? I don't know. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> this would be like Charlie Chaplin this... being my grandfather, because, you know, I'm a little older than uh, Strowman. Charlie Chaplin was born in 1889, although he did die in 1977. So the math, I mean, it, it, it checks be out. great grandfather. I mean,. See if they've got anything about his, uh, what would it be, his biography? Maybe, uh, is Charlie Chaplin, I mean, I'm sorry, is Braun Strowman related to, uh, oh, it's not even, I don't want to be him, sorry. How about you continue this, and I'm going to do some investigations here. All right, well, Strowman is crushing these dudes, James Maverick and Brian Thomas, when Omos walks through the crowd with MVP, Braun power slams one guy, power bombs the other one onto him with the monster bomb, and gets the win over these two guys that Michael Cole branded as jabronis. MVP takes the mic and he says, next to Omos, Braun looks normal. His mic cuts during his promo, but he said that some monsters should stay in the shadows, alluding to Braun Strowman, and Strowman was not happy. Did you um? Did you figure out if Chaplin had time to birth some children that could give birth to Braun Strowman in between uh, being involved in the invention of the hand job? What? What in the absolute fuck are you talking about? Apparently, this is uh, this may have originated from uh, from Stu Bennett. Well, that is Wade Barrett. Yeah. So that he, is who said he, it. He may, he may have been full of shit. 
But I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such a bizarre thing to be full of shit about. Strowman said he's his great, great, great grandson. Oh, that's probably it then. But that, is, that doesn't make sense mathematically either. Chaplin's not that old. It's not like he was born in the 1500s. Well, yeah, but he could have been, you know. Hmm. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he wasn't silent when he was laying the pipe. This is this is the biggest uh, mystery that we've had on this show in quite some time. Is Braun Strowman the great or great great or great 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 grandson of Charlie Chaplin? I need to. I need to find out who to ask to get this answer. So anyway, yeah, how about that? You know, I don't want to, uh, I, don't, I don't like to harp on this because well, Dave... What is, the, what is Charlie Chaplin's real name? Is it Sure? Is his last no, name No, it's not. Charlie it's sure. Chaplin. His last name is Chaplin. I don't think his last name was Pretty really sure Chaplin. that's his shoot name. <laughs> really? Sir Charles Spencer Chaplin Jr. No way. That's yeah. where he was born? Yeah. What's the problem with that? There's actually a, a uh, Google page for the Chaplin family. Multinational acting family. They're the descendants. Here's the members. Let's see if they've got uh, Chaplin, Chaplin, Goddard, Bolton, O'Neill. None of these sound like a share to me. Theory. <laughs> Excuse me. Dryden. Hold on. So you're telling me theory? Is the one that's actually related to Charlie Chaplin? Well, it says here that Spencer Dryden, who is a musician with Jefferson Airplane, was related to him. Wait a minute. But I don't see anything about uh, any anyone from the Cher family. Is, I'm questionable about this one. But my point was, I like to harp on this because Dave does all the time. But bro, this fucker's got to stop running. Because it's not even about how they say that he runs fast. But he doesn't really run all that fast. The bigger issue, he runs like he doesn't know how to run. He can't run. He's stiff-legged. He And, like, I, listen, I've been a big fan of Braun Strowman of late. I think he's been great since he came back. I think he's busting his ass. I think he's, you know, he is by far the best giant they've got, like, by miles and miles. But every time that dude runs, he looks like a guy who is not an athlete. And the last thing you need with him is to make him look like he's not an athlete. Because that's part of the charm of Braun Strowman. He's a big, strong athlete. So he needs to stop running immediately. Now, where were we? Some grave robbers stole Charlie Chaplin's body? Yeah. Huh. 23. We had a spooky video playing, and yes, I saw this part. There was flashing lights and Candles and barbed wire and crucifixes, a medal, crows, moons, license plates. So they're teasing like eight different guys here, but uh, by the end I was convinced Mordecai is returning. Oh, it's not going to be Mordecai. Ah, damn it. Are you aware that Mordecai is younger than all three of us? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not surprised at all. What? How? We're very old. He's only 45? Yeah. I thought he was fucking 45 when he debuted. <laughs> In Ohio Valley, he was hair. seven. God damn. He did have white hair. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought of it that way. He had white hair, a white beard. He was naturally white. White eyebrows. It's like Gandalf that got scared. 
So, God, maybe it is Mordecai. It didn't occur to you that he was Fuck dying me. his hair? <laughs> you thought Mordecai was debuting at age 70. Yeah, I thought he was like the colonel. Colonel Sanders. What? Kind of looked like him. I'm so happy I brought a Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> Best part of this whole show. Bro, don't even tell me that this doesn't look like Colonel Sanders. I mean... There's a, hit, a hippie Colonel Sanders. There, there's a, a, a pissed off cult following Colonel Sanders to be seen there. Exactly. Yeah, you're not. You're not out of your mind. Maybe so, he could come back and sell chicken. Yeah. With they Dolph. did that with Dolph. Dolph did the Colonel Sanders match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he fucked a chicken nugget or something. What was that? I'm sorry. Mean? What? <laughs> Don't you remember that? No. I missed that. I missed no. That no. That's what it was. It was like. Am I wrong? <laughs> yes. No. I'm not. I guarantee you. The chat you. is gonna. <laughs> I promise I'm you. I'm not making this up. 100%. No. never happened. Ask Tom. Oh, it's Enzo. Tom. Enzo. Enzo did that. <laughs> what? I don't want to know. Yeah. Enzo was trying to make a, like, he was trying to move in on chicken or something. <laughs> what? You guys don't remember this? No. No, but this part I believe. Enzo making a move on a chicken. This, this seems within the realm of possibility. I'll ask Tom. He'll remember. He's filthy. All right. <sighs> 22. You've dropped into the midst of a ongoing series called 100 of the Darkest Moments in Pop Culture History. And today we're going to uh, use a little bit different definition of the word dark than we've been using. Many of our shows, and we're well over the halfway point now, have been about death and tragedy. They've been about perhaps murder or uh, some sort of uh, tragic event that happened, some sort of accident that happened. Uh, we've just finished up a case of uh, three, uh, three moments in pop culture history that, that uh, influenced the true crime genre. And today we're going to take a something completely different approach, as the old Monty Python skit would say, and look at something that I really think is a dark moment in pop culture history, not because of a death or a tragedy, although there's been some news out of this. Things haven't gone swimmingly well for some of these folks in the aftermath of this show. But I think one of the darkest moments in pop culture history is the show that was known as Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. I can't even begin to express my disgust with this show to begin with. The show ran, ran from 2012 to 2014. Uh, it was one of those reality TV series. It spun off of a show called Toddlers and Tierras. And that also kind of tied into the show we talked about previously with John Benet Ramsey in our, you know, examination of true crime. So I guess that show, weirdly enough, has twice now t touched our darkest moments in pop culture history. So perhaps there should be some moment of self-examination there. The um, this show just represents to me just the lowest common denominator of American society and entertainment. And look, I come from a world where 
you know, I grew up watching a fan of, later became involved in the business of, later became involved in the journalistic end of professional wrestling, which by many people in society is considered a lowest common denominator program and has at times lived up to that, especially WWF, WWE has many times over the years lived up to, uh, this is kind of yucky. Well, here comes Honey Boo Boo, to me, takes it to a whole different level. To know that this, at one point in time, was one of the more popular shows on television is just despicable. I mean, it just really speaks to just what we as... I mean, the old saying, you are what you eat. We know if you sit and you eat... You sit around and eat vegetables and eat high-quality uh, foods and proteins and work out and stay in shape. You know, your body's going to, in return, give you good health. You sit around and just gorge on, you know, ice cream and junk food and candy bars and snacks and potato chips. Your, your health's going to reflect that, too. And that is, this is basically mentally consuming the most base of garbage foods was what sitting around watching this junk show was all about. And again, I come from a background of pro wrestling, and many people feel that way about pro wrestling, and I can't say you're wrong about so. Especially if you're if your touchstone to the world of professional wrestling isn't maybe New Japan pro wrestling or you know pro wrestling gorilla or or some of the more artsy athletic based promotions. If your touchstone is W World Wrestling Entertainment, then you may very well and possibly rightfully so feel the same way about that. But here comes Honey Boo Boo, was an American reality television series that aired on the Learning Channel. These these supposed brainy channels like the Learning Channel and History Channel are such misnomers. You know, the History Channel is basically hey. It's uh, Ancient Aliens and UFO Channel, Conspiracy Theory Channel. It's not history. The Learning Channel. This is what are we learning here, Learning Channel, TLC. What are we learning here? I hope you learned something today about garbage being fed. And again, look, hey, you can watch what you want to. That's fine. Uh, Nobody's calling for a boycott. I mean, this show's over with anyway. If you if this is your thing and you get some sort of perverse entertainment out of it, whatever. You know, who am I to... Who am I to judge you? But I'm just saying, let's call it what it is. Let's 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 don't act like this was some sort of high art. This was a television program designed to make fun of people. It featured the family of child beauty pageant contestant Alana Thompson, who was the honey boo-boo in question, her nickname. This child who is now, I think, in her mid-teens, her name is actually Alana Thompson, and God bless her. I don't know what she's up to nowadays, but Lord, let's hope it's it's positive. Let's hope there's something good. We're going to find out here in a minute. There's been some court hearings going on about uh, Honey Boo Boo here. The show premiered August the 8th, 2012, and ended on August 14th, 2014. Thompson and her family originally rose to fame on TLC's reality series, Toddlers and Tierras. The show's name comes from a taunt that Alana hurled at another pageant contestant during her debut in Toddlers and Tierras. 
but a sweeping misinterpretation misinterpretation from the public resulted in Lana being referred to as Honey Boo Boo Child instead. The show revolves around Alana Honey Boo Boo Thompson and her family's adventures in the town of McIntyre, Georgia. The AV Club called the first episode, quote, a horror story posing as reality television program, with others worrying about potential child exploitation. James Poinwozik mostly praised the show, but criticized the producers for, quote, the way the show seems to assume that those viewers will look at this family in the world. A reviewer for Forbes criticized TLC as, quote, trying to portray Alana's family as a horde of lice-picking, lard-eating, nose-thumbing hooligans south of the Mason-Dixon line. Hoo-wee! Them Southerners. Gosh dang! stating it falls flat because there's no true dysfunction here save for the beauty pageant stuff. The Guardian also criticized the attempt to portray the Thompsons as people to, quote, point and snicker at, saying none of the women or girls who participate in the show seem to hate themselves for their poverty, their weight, their less than urban lifestyle, or the ways in which they diverge from socially acceptable beauty standards. Hollywood Reporter Pronounced the show horrifying, explaining, and I quote from The Hollywood Reporter, thank you, you know this show is exploitation. Bingo. I could stop right there. I mean, like, like that could be the show. Thank you for listening. Hope you'll visit whenitwascool.com, the end. But no, let's continue. You know this show is exploitation. TLC knows it. Maybe even Mama and HBB, Honey Bear Barnes or whatever his name is, Deep down in their rotund bodies. Oh, a little fat throw in there for Hollywood Reporter, too, huh? On October 24th, 2014, the good Lord above looked down on earth and said, Get the four horsemen ready, son. Uh, Probably. But anyway, it got canceled. TLC announced the cancellation of the show after reports surfaced that Mama June was dating a man convicted of child molestation. This, as we'll find out, is just one of many, many great life choices of Mama June as we'll go forward. Second half of the show, stick around for what happens next. Shannon and her older daughter, Lauren, denied these reports. Oh, heavens to Mercatroyd, who couldn't possibly lie, this here outstanding TV show. The man in question, Mark Anthony McDaniel Sr., was convicted of aggravated child molestation of an eight-year-old in March 2004. Oh, let me repeat. Mark Anthony McDaniel Sr., come on down. What does your prison badge say? Let's read the number. Oh, it starts with an S. That means you're a sex offender. What did you do, sir? Aggravated child molestation of an eight-year-old. Ugh. McDaniels listed as a registered sex offender with the Georgia Sex Offender Registry. Shannon's eldest daughter confirmed that she is the child who was molested by McDaniel 10 years earlier. Your own daughter. (sighs) 
TLC commented on the future of the series. Oh, I, we hadn't figured out a way to further exploit this yet. Uh, this should bring in some good ratings, but gosh, we might lose a sponsor. So, hmm. They said, we're currently assessing these reports, but we don't currently have a Honey Boo Boo. Here comes Honey Boo Boo in production yet. Ain't really, you know, maybe we can, maybe we can. Maybe we can put a special out. I don't know. Entire season's worth of episodes, which could reportedly fill six months of the schedule, were left unaired following the cancellation of the show. Upon hearing of the show's cancellation, I can't even do this. Oh, that ain't the end of them. They're, oh, they're, of course you know. Of course you know. There's, they're going to pop back up on TV again, right? Honey Boo Boo, who is a six-year-old child amongst all this. I mean, how much, you know, really, she's the one, she's the victim here being exploited. I know she's getting paid, but still, it's exploitation. I don't care how you, how you color it. Collaborated with singer-songwriter Adam Barada in 2015, along with Sister Pumpkin. They released a song called Moving Up. The, the music video featured Mama June and Sugar Bear, amassed millions of views online, millions of people, started a viral craze called the Honey Boo Boo Bop. We, this country deserves whatever hell descends upon it. June Mama June Shannon and Mike Sugar Bear Thompson returned to reality television in 2015 as participants on Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars 4 while the couple were there to work on their marriage. I would, I, you know, here's, here's a, just a, I, look, when it comes to marriage and it comes to love, it comes to, you know, I, I, maybe I'm not the best to give advice, but maybe stay away from sex offenders I, you know it just seems like that possibly could be maybe could be a good thing I think oh sugar bear sugar bear reveals on the show i might have had some infidelities towards you mama june In 2017 june launched her own reality tv series on we tv who runs that crap station? Decided to give Mama June another show. Mama June, from not to hot. Oh, we turn we could turn this country bumpkin around, son. We're gonna fix her up. We're gonna make her all purdy. In twenty twenty one, you know that stupid show, The Masked Singer? Guess who's going to be on it? Gosh dang right. Honey Boo Boo and Mama June. They're on the sixth season of The Masked Singer. They appeared as the Beach Ball. June 1st, 2022. Ooh, we got news. I bet it's good. Mama June loses custody of Honey Boo Boo to Lauren Pumpkin Shannon by Francesca Bacardi from Page6.com. Oh, tell me more. Mama June Shannon officially has lost custody of her daughter, Honey Boo Boo, 
A judge in Georgia granted Lauren Pumpkin Shannon sole custody over Honey Boo Boo with visitation rights being decided by Pumpkin. Court documents filed on April 11th and obtained by Page Six show. Mama June, who will be allowed to contact the Here Comes Honey Boo Boo star by phone every day, will have to pay Pumpkin $800 per month in child support until Honey Boo Boo, currently 16, turns 18 years old. Court documents provided insight into Mama June's income, stating that she earns approximately $25,000 per month. I have a Patreon that does not earn $25,000 a month. And we're good we're good people here. I've got a good wife. My wife's a wonderful person. I, at no point in time, am philandering with sex offenders. Though Mama June says, well, it depends on production and endorsements at the time. At the time of filing, Mama June's show had, quote, not been renewed for a new season, so her own only certain income is disability in the amount of $1,015 per month. How is she getting disability while working, earning approximately $25,000 per month? Lord God in heaven. News reports surfaced that Shannon was dating registered sex offender Mark McDaniel, who served 10 years for aggravated child molestation after he forced, and I'm not even going to say what he did, on an eight-year-old girl. That girl, I can't even read this. She's, I can't even read this. Shannon and McDaniel were dating at the time of the abuse. Oh, I didn't need to read that either. You know what? I choose to click the X. Click the X. The hyphen son dot com. The sun dot com. June the fourth, twenty twenty two. June swoon. Oh, that's Real clever. Let's, you know, ha ha. Mama June fans slam star as she praises husband Justin Stroud after losing custody of daughter Honey Boo Boo, age 16. Mama June Shannon has been slammed by fans for gushing over her new husband Justin Stroud just days after losing custody of her daughter Honey Boo Boo. The Mama June Road to Redemption star. Uh, spoiler alert, she didn't make it. And her new man, age 34, quietly tied the knot at a Georgia courthouse on March 23rd after just a few months of dating. But it wasn't until earlier this week that Reality Star revealed on Instagram that she and her new boyfriend are officially off the market. At the same time, the son also learned that 22-year-old daughter, Lauren Pumpkin Shannon officially won 
full custody of her sister, Alana Honey Boo Boo Thompson, age 16, and in U-Court ruling. But on Instagram, and God knows we should all be getting our information off Instagram. But on Instagram, June showered her new husband with love and gratitude while seemingly not even mentioning the drama with her family. Next to a rotating montage of photos, June posted a lengthy love letter to Justin saying he had her from the beginning. Cue dramatic music. Yes, I was scared at first. Yes, I was. But you have showed what true love really is. To feel love for the first time in 41 years. You are so awesome, so caring, so loving. And you put up with all my bullshit and goofiness. <laughs> and even when I get on your nerves, you still love me through it all. Less than a year, we've been through a lot. But you know what? We've made it through it together. Even when people in our life don't want us together. You know, like I'm not together with my daughter. You know, lost custody of her. But, you know, right. We stayed strong together in capital letters. I don't even know what to say. 100 darkest moments in pop culture history. I think it's one of the 100 darkest moments in human history, in American society history, in human being history. What are we doing, people? What are we doing? Look, I understand sometimes entertainment can be fun, irrelevant, kind of goofy. That's fine. And it should be. Look, you know, We've talked many times about what is pop culture, popular culture, art. It's the things that take our mind away from everyday life, from, from the from the rough things in life. Man, I worked 12 hours today. I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning, worked 12 hours, had to come home to, to bills and, uh, you know, housework and this, you know, maintenance problem over here and this thing over there. And, yeah, you know, high prices and, and uh, inflation and $6 a gallon gas and, yeah, you know, I didn't want something to take my mind off this a little while. Let's watch a, you know, let's watch a, a dumb sitcom. Let's watch a professional wrestling. Let's watch, you know, something simple. So let's listen to this pop song. But I would suggest there's a, a, a huge leap from that to the world of, hey, let's watch some people get exploited. Let's watch some people you're making worse decisions than I am, make some even worse decisions. And let's reward that financially with lots of money and see what happens with that. I bet they make good decisions with that money. It's sad. I mean, it is just sad. This damn show. 21. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again on this beautiful Monday, June 13th. 
to this show. That was disgusting. <laughs> Fuck. Filthy for daily, as its namesake is. Brian, <clears throat> please, my friend, just sit right back and you'll hear a tale of a whale making fateful quips, sitting behind his soundboard boards, safe talking all that lip. The host was a mighty fighting man, Tom Lawler, brave and sure. Five listeners set sail that day for a one-hour tour, a one-hour tour. The back and forth started getting rough, but the tiny lip was boss. If not for the courage of filthy Tom, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. I'm talking about you. This show belongs to be destroyed at its very source file, but we're here again, and we're flipping to feigning care about our lives in a moment starts i profess i will carry him here on filthy for now that was a fucking horror who wrote that me no you didn't yes i did it's not an entry into the contest no, they have stopped coming in. Motherfucker, you got announced for the G1 Climax Tournament 2022, and you spent your fucking weekend writing that shit for this show? I guess I should be uh, thankful. Impressed? <laughs> you know you could have thrown a happy birthday in there. It, it took me about... Uh, you didn't even wish me a happy birthday on mine, so... I when mean, was your birthday? What, exactly. Well, there's a difference. Like, you knew it was my birthday. I didn't know it was your birthday. My wife told me it was your birthday. I didn't know. Yeah. She follows me on Facebook, I think. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. I appreciate it. Congratulations. You've hit the half century mark. Way to go. Actually, I haven't. I got a ways to go. I haven't even hit the halfway mark of my life yet. Do you realize I'm barely half of Granny's age? She does this show every single week. I could be here for another 46 years doing this program. Oh, my God. I will yeah. not be here I for another know. 46 years. I don't know. After this G1, that's taking years off your life, brother. I just said I won't be here for another 46. Yeah, I know. I'm confirming it. It's sad. Maybe I may not be here for another four to six. Well, hopefully you are. Can we not I'm die? About, I'm talking about on this show. Oh, you're going to be such a big star you can't do the show anymore? You realize New Japan runs tours. We could do this show in tours. You ever thought of that? You go no. to Japan and do a tour there, and then you come home and you do a tour here. It'd be fine. <laughs> okay, then I have a question here. Yes. Uh, this is 1486 NWA. Rusty, Dusty Roads versus baby doll who's baby doll uh and lover boy lover boy? okay well that'd be dennis condry it's <laughs> the right lover boy i'm sure the 1986 video baby doll is yeah well uh, what i've got in here is uh dylan blanchard <laughs> cornet and king all on one <laughs> That's, I couldn't figure out who this was. I was making notes. That's clear. Well, we had Jim Cornette. 
right? Yeah. J.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dennis Tully Condry. Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. Tully, yeah. Rocky King. Baby Doll and, and Rusty Rhodes are in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. They came out together. Okay, was uh, Destiny Rhodes the lover boy? Uh, no. no. He, he was he was a lover boy. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was the American dream. Yes, the okay. lover boy was Dennis Condry. Dennis Condry, yeah. Okay, I'll have Dennis down here. Okay. How about Baby Doll? Uh, Her she, name was Baby Doll. Yeah, she was a manager, not a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's a girl. Okay, anyway, whoever it was, Need to Belly... Was thrown out of the ring by lover boy, grappling on the mat, neck on rope, outside ring again, stomp on hand, all by lover boy. King, king gets everybody's in on. working for the week. Now we got a king. King, yeah, had a king too. King gets in on the kick, keeps kicking. King out of the ring. King has his moments, doesn't last. Did she just say King King keeps kicking King out of the ring? (laughs) Yeah, he kicked his ass out of the ring. Lover boy pins King. I gave that a four because I got too confused. Hmm. So it's their fault? (laughs) I don't care. All right. (laughs) Now you know where she gets it. Or I get it. Well, I had a list of ten... Things, but I'm too confused. (laughs) (laughs) Ten things. (laughs) Ten Ten things. Ten things that are very confusing about wrestling. Or wait a minute. How about the A N O A family? The N O I. Yeah, N O I. There's an apostrophe and an I in there. Yeah. Well, they had they had a list of uh, I guess names for. And there was only (laughs) ten. Nine was Manu. Head shrinker, okay. Solo Siku, yes, also go. Ricochet, Ricochet, Ricochet. Three minute warning. Yes, uh, Yokozuma. You mean Rikishi? The Usus and Tamina. <laughs> UNH, The Rock, and Roman Reigns. I don't know how The Rock and Roman Reigns got in there, but well, they're they're part of the family. Yeah, well, Roman is. I just got it in there, so anyway, how about the book? Yeah, why don't you tell us about this book that you got, Granny, and who sent it to you? Rick Ishi. Rick Ishi. R.D. Reynolds sent this to me. R.D. Reynolds sent Granny a new book, everybody. Are you ready for this? Hold it up to the camera, Granny, so we can all see. Put it next to the microphone. By the microphone. By the microphone. Eliza's too harsh. It's not her fault. Put it up high. Put it in front of your face. Oh, my Lord. Limericks. From the heart, the heart and lungs and lungs, limericks from the heart and lungs. Well, the part you miss is uh, a selection of motivational poems for children of all ages. Oh, that's us by Lanny Poffo. <laughs> Come on, children, here you oh. go. By leaping, what do you think it was, Vinny? Just some random book RD center? I had no idea. Of course, it's wrestling related. Lady who, who the heck else writes limericks? Yeah, that's a fair. Not point. our listeners. Okay. Go ahead, Granny. Read some of these motivational poems. Number one. It was children. Dear readers, let's all stop and think. Not only does smoke make you stink, but it's very smart. To care care of your heart and to keep your lungs pretty and pink. Uh, Num- right. Number two, 
if smoking is cool as they claim, then why is it always the same? The first time you try, you wish you could die. The last time achieving your aim. Wow, I got dark. Wow, I'll say. Number three, I always refuse to comply with smokers who want to try. My first cigarette, which I haven't had yet, just tell them, no thanks, goodbye. That well, they all rhyme. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. good, though. It's all about yeah. smoke. I think I need I need this book when you're done with it so I can read it to Paisley before bed. Yeah. Ah, uh, how many more do you think I ought to do? Uh, I don't know. It looks like a pretty big book. I know. You it should is. get a bookmark and we'll just read all of them. Oh, come on. How about a big red pen? I just want you to scratch it off when you're done. Uh, yeah. I think there's uh, about over- a pack of cigarettes. There's over 300. Oh my God! Well, let's not do 300 tonight. I mean, he's been hasn't been busy. Okay, let's I'm... let's do a few more. A few more. Yeah. Number four. Are these all about smoking or or? Yeah, uh, that's uh, the yeah. whole. There's 300 smoking I mean, limericks. It's I'm called lessons sure. from the heart and lungs, Brian. I'm not sure. Golly, I, how many I, damn limericks can you write about smoking? Okay. Uh number four. My heart and my lungs are with you. In all that you think, say, and do, I want you to be completely smoke-free and to help others stop smoking, too. Would Paisley like this? Um, why don't you keep reading it and all? Number five. R2-D2 in this book? A smoker from Lima, Peru, fell in love with a lady named Sue, but when he got close, she thought it was gross. He smells just like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Pop granny on that one. <laughs> one more and then I'm done. Okay. Mo once was a jolly good fellow, till Smirk turned his teeth to dark yellow. His breath was so bad that the friends he once had disappeared like his last bite of jello. <laughs> See, that's it for the night. <laughs> Oh, well, I want you to put a bookmark in there, Granny, because God forbid we read them a second time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I would, I would like you to continue because I can't believe that there are 300, 300 poems and limericks about smoking. Wait a minute. Uh, here, here's one. I'll, uh, I'll open somewhere in the middle of the book and read it. I am. Okay. The, the final match, 328. The hamlet of fresh air will tout it. The sign gives no reason to doubt it. No smoking still stands. There are no ifs or ands, and certainly no buts about it. <laughs> I guess the whole thing is about God. <laughs> the whole wow. Thing. 300 of them. 300 in- poems or limericks about not smoking. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll uh, we'll read a few more next week, Granny. <laughs> uh, we'll do this for a little while. I already sent you that book. A uh, 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 good chunk of change, Granny. So I think we need to read it for a while. Yeah. I, I and you know it. what? Maybe someone listening to this will go, you know what? I don't want yellow teeth. I don't want girls to think it's gross. So I'm going to stop smoking immediately. Maybe we can do a public service here. I can't see too well here. Better turn up the light. There you go. All right. 
Mo once was a jolly good fellow, till smoke turned his teeth a dark yellow. His breath was so bad that the friends he once had disappeared like his last bit of jelly. I thought I read that last that week. Last bit of jelly? I thought oh, I what? read that. Mother Harbor lived sadly alone, except for her dog with that bone. She smoked on the road and in her abode, which reeked like the cheapest co- cologne. <laughs> Number eight. Absorbent and yellow is he in his pinnacle under the sea. Pineapple under the sea. <laughs> the ocean's too wet. Heck of a game. For a lit cigarette. That's why SpongeBob is happy. Smoke free. <laughs> that one. So SpongeBob's not a smoker. A smoker Because he lives IQ, in the Yahtzee under the sea. <laughs> a smoker whose IQ was low got started a few months ago. A much smarter man stuck his face in a fan expecting. A new head to grow. <laughs> what? You know, I was thinking, uh, since this guy's so... Would you like to read uh, something about the author? Sure. Yes, please. Are you going to finish the sentence that you started there, or just read about the author? I, I finished it. Okay. Okay. From the author, I count my blessings as my 50th birthday approaches. I've survived many years of school, wrestling, marriage, fatherhood, divorce, drunk drivers, small planes, jumbo jets, Andre the Giant, and miscellaneous <laughs> things that go bump in the night. Okay, that was funny. Too many of my wrestling colleagues have died early from preventable dyspepsia, whatever, of all kinds. This book is my attempt to catch them young. I hope concerned parents will start reading the limericks in the front of the book as a healthy alternative to the bedtime story. Uh, so what happens at the end of the book? Well, he wants the, us to read the limericks at the there, front of the book. There's some more here, uh, Brian, but I get kind of uh, tired after. So this, this book's almost 20 years old. So he's recommending that I take this book and read these poems to Paisley before bed. That's what he's saying. Okay. That's what he's more? saying. Okay, I got it. You want more? Or? Yeah, do a couple more. I like these. Am I the only one? Well, I still have more of him. It said, if I can save one child from the dead end road of hopeless debauchery, then I have not lived in vain. Megan, my 20-year-old non-smoking daughter, gives me that valid- validation. Yes. Mark Twain said, Forgiveness is the fragrance that violet sheds upon the hill that has crushed it. It is my lifelong quest to forgive the tobacco companies, advertising executives, and a certain few in Hollywood for oh, Hollywood. Perpetually, perpetually the illusion that smoking is glamorous. Having said that, I believe this is what is called equal time for my heart and lungs. Lanny Poe Can I quit now? <laughs> You're welcome to quit now if you want to, Granny. Okay. Go ahead, Granny. <laughs> My limericks each tell a story. I'm sorry if something's too gory. But if you can learn 
to abstain and to spurn, you'll share in the power and glory. An idiot jumped out of bed. I died for a smoke now, he said. He got in his car, but didn't get far. He ran a red light, so he he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> All because he smoked? <laughs> Golly. A thousand years. I cannot have done that with any better delivery. That was good. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> if smoking turned into a sport, two teams would compete on a court. Hundred puff dashes, a mountain of ashes, the stars would be Ruger and Mort. I like that one. <laughs> That's actually funny. And I would watch that show. I, I like that the smokers are competing in a uh, uh, some sort of sporting event where they're a pile of ashes. Wow. Now we're, I think we're on 86. And I can't read too long. I'm really tired tonight. I'm yeah. famous for leaving the room if a smoker lights up and spreads doom. Let them laugh if they must. They're not, not, they're not moral or just. I refuse to breathe one little fume. They're not wow. moral. Smokers, yeah. dude. Smokers are immoral. Yeah, and they're spreading doom. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I gotta say, secondhand gotta, smoke is not healthy. But I'm not sure if I would call them immoral. I was not a fan of the first uh, six or seven months of this we were doing, but uh, the more metal they get, <laughs> oh, just wait, dude. I hear it gets really nutty. All right. Okay. An ignorant fellow named Seth found smoking had taken his breath. Although very young, he had ruined one lung, and the other one led to his death. <laughs> oh, they are not messing around. Well, Lan Lanny's like, I haven't stopped anyone from smoking yet. I need to turn up the heat. Okay. A different girl was May. She couldn't find friends who would play. Twas out of despair. She gave up fresh air just to smoke with the smokers all day. Huh. I think that right here. Immoral. A smoker who calls himself Spike is smoking much more than he'd like. This cigarette slave has begun to behave like his finger is caught in a dike. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Be grateful for all that you've got. It may be a little or not. If tobacco you choose because of the blues, life's worse when your lungs start to rot. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> I prefer non-rotting lungs. Yeah. From what I've heard. My daughter is I had a named... choice. Are you ready? Sorry. My, my daughter is named Megan Reese. Her lungs are still lovely with fleece. She knows not to smoke even one little toke, or she'll never get one moment's peace. Fleece? Smokers never get one moment's well, peace. I'm more concerned why there's Isn't that the point of smoking? I'm, I'm more concerned there's fleece inside this daughter's lungs. Hey. That's they're, velvety, they're velvety lungs. That's what cotton huh. mouth goes really bad. I see. A smoker, a smoker who came from New York bought wine with a cap not a cork. This man, Erush, uh oh, I got one that I can't pronounce. This man, Erudition, E R U D I T I O N. You said it right, Erudition. Was out of commission. Translation, the dude, the dude was a dork. <laughs> 
Please read that again, Granny. I did a good one on that <laughs> Please one. Please read still, that again. I still can't. By the way, are we sure his daughter isn't a lamb? Maybe that's why your lungs are fleecy. Possible? So the, I, I'm pretty sure the fleece goes outside the lamb. Read that yeah. one again, I never can open a lamb. But, well, you one? know, they clean themselves. and then, The one with the fleece right. or the other one? The dork. Okay. A smoker who came from New York bought wine with a cap, not cork. This man's erosion was out of commission. Translation, the dude was a dork. I like that one. You like that one? Yeah, I like that one. What was the second line one more time, please? <laughs> Bought wine with a cap, not a cork. Bought wine with a cap, not a cork, and thus he's a dork. I see. Okay. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. When can I quit? Oh, I don't know. These are really good this week. Do two more. A smoker from old Istanbul. A smoker from old Istanbul was smoking to try to look cool. This terrified Turk was going berserk, and his cough was annoying his mule. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> What's solved in a coughing attack? You could easily throw out your back. This stubborn old mule who did not go to school has more sense than that jerk with the hat. Some of these are... <laughs> these are getting really serious. Oops, I lost we've, we've moved to insults now. <clears throat> wow. Mountain. Well, everybody, it is the... That was abrupt. Brian and Vinny show here... And yes, we are both live, video.f4wonline.com, from the great state of Hawaii, which is actually a series of islands in the ocean. Am I wrong about that, Vinny? No, no, you got a point. All right. You were paying attention on the flight. Good for you. So, you know, I was thinking of all these cool things we could do, because there's so much cool stuff here in Hawaii, yeah. and all of these awesome places we could do shows from remotely, and then uh, the fucking sun went down. So everything's just dark. Yeah, here we are. We're just on a fucking porch. I could be. I could be in Alabama no, right is now. No, there, there is a, uh, there's a uh, yeah, palm tree here. I don't know if you can hear the crickets. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear the pool. Yeah, we got a pool behind us that you can't see. Fountains back there. Yeah. When he when he immediately looked at the video and just goes, can't fucking see anything. <laughs> it's like, gee, thanks. I worked all day to find a cool place to do this show, and yes. now you tell me you can't fucking see anything. But anyway, here we are. And uh, I can't, uh, I can't uh, follow along with the uh, folks on YouTube because I don't want to kill the battery right here because we are, we are very remote. So I want to make sure we have all the battery power to make it through this program here. You're in the but, middle uh, of the sea. Yeah, I will say that um, we're finally where I thought we'd be in the end, Vinny. We have officially reached the two old men in rocking chairs state of our careers. Two old men in fucking rocking chairs. I'm I won't lie. This is not uncomfortable. I, I don't hate this. No, it's not bad at all. But yes, this was uh, this was Jericho's first real match mm. since he had his health issue in December. Yes. If you remember, he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he was back, but like he wasn't wrestling. And then they did that one match where he was supposed to wrestle, but he never wrestled. Yes. Because they, they had... Uh, so I was, I was wondering, like, what the fuck's going on here? I was worried. And uh, then he came out here, and he's lighter, and he worked the whole match. Yes. Bug <sighs> fly in your mouth? Oh, fuck. 
I missed that. Jared, can we get a replay? Was that on film? God fucking damn it. I swallowed a bug. I hope God. it was that big one. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you need to pause. You want to get some... Uh, no, I'm all right. There's all sorts of beverages God. in here. God. Thank God this is HD. Do we mention your, your 500 square foot, cubic foot fridge? God. The fridge here... Most restaurants don't have a fridge as big as the fridge in this house. Ugh. <laughs> My wife is asking what happened. And, and you I explain, ate a bug. She's cackling. She's God. never I've never seen her so happy. <laughs> All right. Where the fuck were we? Jericho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should I take over from here? Jericho wrestled the whole match. Yeah, he looked, he great. looked great. They had a very fun match. Santana and Ortiz also looked great. Hager looked great. It was a very, very fun tag team match. And Eddie Kingston, of course, comes out just to be Eddie. He's What's just, God trying to tell me when I was in the middle of that speech and a bug flew in my mouth? Talk less? I guess. <laughs> I don't, there's not a meaning in everything, dude. Sometimes bad things just happen for no reason. A bug food in your mouth. You think, you think, you, you think it was bad? How do you think the bug feels? Fuck that bug. <laughs> dude. Fuck, if I'm walking down the road and I see a giant mouth, I'm not going in it. <laughs> right? And if I do, fuck. God. Well, You're an idiot. when you put it that way, I suppose I probably make the same decision. <laughs> oh, Christ, what are you doing here? Yeah, you remember uh, Empire Strikes Back? I do. So you remember when uh, you know they're they're uh, the Millennium Falcon is fleeing the heels, and it uh, it goes up and it goes back down into this hole, right? And then they get out of it, and uh, and it turns out they're in they're inside the stomach of this beast. Yes. Okay. And so then they're they're blasting off, and they're trying to get out of this beast because hmm. they don't want to be swallowed. Right. They were in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So you're saying <laughs> it's like now at the very you're... end when the thing goes like this, and they barely get out of it. You know, and you're supposed to be thinking, oh, man, good thing they didn't get eaten. It's like, well, they had been eaten. That's where they were. The good thing they weren't digested. Yeah, if they would have got eaten again, they just got to get out again. When you think about it, it's fucking ridiculous. So you're saying if the bug had flown out of your mouth, you would have bit it again. And thank God we, we escaped having what happened to us happen. <laughs> you know? Am I the only one that watched that and was like, what the fuck's going on here? They're trying to get out of where they were. Like, it would be bad if they got back there. Well, maybe this time the, maybe this time the beast would swallow. Yeah, so, well, I mean, we don't, I don't know how it works. Okay. Then we add, uh, this is another one. It's Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, and Wendy Chu. I'll get to her. Against Casey Catanzaro, Kane Carter, and Amari Miller. I don't know how many matches Amari Miller has had. But if you watch her work, God bless her. I'm sure she's a sweet, beautiful woman. It looks like she's had three, okay? So, of course, you know, it's not about her trying to have a wrestling match. Instead, she's doing all these dives, practically landing on her face, almost killing herself. So it builds to the big spot. Where Wendy Chu gets the hot tag. Let me tell you about Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu was the lady that played the thousand-year-old lady. Remember that lady? She was a thousand years old and her Mei hair was dead. Yeah, Mei Ying. She was like Meng. Remember? Mei Ying. 
Because she used a tongue. I'm not making this up. She used a tongue and death grip like Meng, and she was Meying. It's 2000 WCW. What did I tell you? So anyway, they decide, well, this gimmick ain't going to work. Who ever heard of a thousand-year-old woman? This is ridiculous. Well, she needs a new gimmick. Well, her new gimmick is that she wears pajamas, and she's always sleeping in the back. They'll be doing some segment, and all of a sudden the camera pans over, and there's a lady sleeping. She's got the iPad on. <laughs> she's laying there sleeping. Okay? That's Wendy Chu. Okay? Narcoleptic. So, you guys don't, maybe I don't know if you know this or not, but you guys know what the gimmick was with the thousand-year-old woman. You guys know what the gimmick was? She well, I'm going to help you out. Good. You're not going to believe me, but this is not true. Not get Zia Lee okay? over. That's this what that is was. true. This is true. Do you guys remember, some of you will, the the Revenge of the Sith, the third Star Wars movie of the of the uh of the the first anyway, you know what that is, right? No, I don't. He was that Dom? Prequels. Yes, the prequels. Episode three. I'm out of these. Okay. So in episode three, all right, there is a scene where Yoda, you know who Yoda is, right? You know what Yoda and the thousand-year-old woman have in common? Well, they're What's both that? thousand years old. Ah. So he's an old, little, green, decrepit guy, and he's always really ah, like this and everyone, everything. And so he's going to have a fight with one of the bad guys. Who's the bad guy he was fighting, Dom? What's that guy's name? Count Dooku. Yeah. Who's not the guy that wrestles in New Japan. <laughs> That's another bloke. So anyway, it's Yoda versus Count Dooku, okay? So Yoda hobbles in with his cane, and then he goes like this, and his lightsaber jumps into his hand, and he starts doing all these flips, and he's flying around, and he's doing all this craziness, and they do this wild, crazy CGI battle, and then finally, you know, uh, Dooku escapes in his spaceship or whatever, and then Yoda turns off his lightsaber, and he goes, <sighs> and he gets his cane, he's like, because, you know, he's 900 years old, right? So in the movie theater, like 20 years ago, Yoda starts flipping around with his lightsaber, everybody pops. Okay, so somebody in 2020 is like, I got a great idea. So that, I'm not even making this up. That was the gimmick of the thousand-year-old woman. She's supposed to be a thousand years old, and she was always old and decrepit, but they were going to build, and she would do a match, and she'd be flipping and flying and doing all these high spots, and then she'd get old again. I swear to God. So anyway, they figured, well, this gimmick sucks. I got a better idea. Well, now she walks around in her pajamas, and she's always sleeping, and she gets in the ring for the six-man, and she comes out, I swear to God, she comes down in, uh, she's in a sleeping bag, I'm not making this up, she's in a sleeping bag with a pillow. So she puts her pillow, this is worse than Orange Cassidy, you guys were mad at Orange Cassidy because he put a hand in his pockets, he didn't bring out a sleeping bag, <laughs> she's got a sleeping bag in the corner of the ring, and a pillow, and she's sleeping! She's sleeping. So then finally, somebody gives her the hot tag, and you never guess what happens. What's that? Hits the ring, and she's running wild. And she's doing cartwheels, handsprings in the corner. She's flying around. She looks awesome. She's by far the best worker in the match by, like, 10. And then, uh, you know, she makes her big comeback, and then, you know, she goes to sleep again. But that's the Windy Chew character. She literally works in her pajamas with the footies. Feety pajamas? Yes! Damn. The zipper in the front? 
I don't even remember who won after all that I just rambled about. See, you went on that whole thing about Yoda and everything. Really, this girl is basically a mix between Orange Cassidy and that weird girl from the quad that would just be out in the open all the time in that sleeping bag, just, you know, in college and whatnot. Well, the Star Wars nerds have alerted me that it was episode two. Although Yoda also did a job to the Emperor in episode three, flipping and flying around as well. Where does Baby Yoda come in? Baby Yoda is in the a TV show, The Mandalorian, on Dude, HBO. I, I saw the first, what, three that I guess were really four, five, and six. That's all I know. It ended there. Well, those are the three best ones. Good. That's all that matters. Like Flare Steamboat, those three. Yeah, Baby Yoda has done no flips. He's a baby. 